Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey everyone, quick announcement before we bring in Miracle Christmas T-Rex. Don't forget to buy our crap for the holidays. There's still time. Now you can buy t-shirts, bumper stickers, mugs, drinkware, messenger bags, and all kinds of other items featuring the Bob Seska Show logo, along with a few vintage Bob and Chaz era items, and our original Flush the Turd on November 3rd t-shirts, and more. And coming soon, exclusive t-shirts to celebrate the 20th anniversary of my May 2000 Napster Bad cartoons. Don't settle for knockoff items sold by disreputable stores that flagrantly stole my Flush the Turd slogan. Go to bobseska.com and click the uh, Buy Our Crap link under the logo at the top of the page, or just bookmark bobseska.com slash store and go shopping until you're dropping. It's not too late to buy Bob Seska Show items for yourself and everyone on your list. Thank you in advance, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Merry Christmas! Well, Merry Christmas. Merry! Merry! I want to wish you and your family a very happy holiday season. Give peace a chance. I love you. The Bob Seska Show. Aw, she's so sweet, isn't she? Yoko Ono. Happy holidays, Yoko. <laughs> From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, December 19, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest damn soap ever. Hey, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Day 1064 of the Trump crisis, day 89 of the impeachment of Donald Trump, 319 days until the 2020 presidential election, and uh, it's just me and T-Rex today. Miracle Christmas, T-Rex! <laughs> 
Yes, indeed. Oh, oh, oh. Meretricious. <laughs> so I think as we speak, David, uh, Jody Hamilton is uh, getting some fat sucked out of her dainty stomach. So it's just you and She's me right now. She's already so skinny. I, you know, I'm I know. glad I don't live in a place that has those kind of expectations of people. <laughs> I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's fucking Hollywood, man. That town, that town is super intimidating about looks. Yeah, you have to just geek. You have to keep up appearances if you want to live there, right? Uh, yeah, and then Stephanie Miller's in tomorrow for her uh, long winter's nap. So that's uh, gonna be yeah. <laughs> so, I've been working on a song actually called "The Casanova of Average Looking Men." Oh, yeah. It's like a country's I'm the Casanova of Average Looking Men. California, I'm a two, and Alabama, I'm a ten. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, that's great. Thank you, thank you, Albie. Yeah, all week. Um, well, Jesus, you know, uh, we have so much to get to today. Uh, there's a civil war going on among our listeners when it comes to tiny Trump. We'll hear about that here in just a few seconds. But uh, is also, that why it smells like cedar in here? Yes, it does. It has that uh, has that smell. You, you might also that hamster cage smell. Yeah, you might also smell <laughs> some cocaine because later on I'm going to be summoning the spirit of Eddie Money back from the grave. I'm going to use my uh, psychic medium abilities to uh, see if we can bring back Eddie Money for his annual holiday greeting. So we're going to do that too. I know first-time listeners are going, what the fuck have you been talking about for the last five minutes, Bob? Well, you're you're, you're going to find out. Uh, but we're going to put our turbans on. Yeah, right. But get be- all psychic up in here. <laughs> Before we do all that, we got to do this, of course. Holy shit, they impeached the motherfucker. Yes, they did. Yeah. It's gonna take him out. Which makes him ineligible for a pardon. Uh, you know what? I'm not so sure about that. I, I tweeted something like that the other day. And yeah. It, yes, you're the person I heard it from, Bob. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm not as confident in that information as I was when I first tweeted it. Well, here's the thing. There's a clause that says that uh, pardons only apply in criminal matters, but not in matters of impeachment. Now, that thank you, Founding Fathers, for making some of the most ambiguous language since the Second Amendment. (laughs) Jesus, yeah, because it's hard to know what that actually means. Does it mean that the president can't pardon someone who's in the process of being impeached? Because you can impeach someone who's not the president. And so maybe that means the president can't pardon the person who's in process of being impeached. So I don't know what that indicates. So it could indicate that the president can't be pardoned after being impeached. So it's possible that that's the case, though I am not a constitutional scholar. uh, But from some of the other opinions I've seen on this, it's not necessarily the case that... uh, there's a clause in the Constitution that says that uh, an impeached president can't be pardoned. So well, I don't know about that yet, but I do know this, that even if the president is uh, acquitted in the Senate in the eventual trial, he can still be prosecuted for the same crimes that he was impeached for. So all of these Ukraine-related crimes, bribery, wire fraud, all the rest of it, that can be prosecuted after Donald Trump leaves office. And it was, it was interesting last night, I was on with John Fugel saying on his show, and I found that there were, there were some callers who are kind of skeptical about the idea of prosecuting Trump after he leaves office. I got the sense from, at least from John Fugel saying's audience, that uh, people want to move on after this, which, <laughs> God damn it, we did the same fucking thing after Bush, 
And I was hoping that maybe George W. Bush would be prosecuted or someone in his administration would be prosecuted for lying us into war. I think we were all anticipating something along those lines. But the tradition is that one administration doesn't investigate the previous administration. But now... Donald Trump has broken that tradition by having uh, mm-hmm. Bill Barr and John Durham investigate the Obama administration for the Russia investigation, and that's happening right damn now. So Donald Trump, as I always say, makes things worse for Donald Trump, and this is a case specifically of that. So he's whoever the next president is going to be, whether it's Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, whoever, whoever that president happens to be, they're going to have a choice that they're going to have to make. Either we seal this up and we don't take advantage of this uh, tradition being broken, or we move forward and allow the next attorney general, maybe Kamala Harris, maybe someone else, to go ahead and uh, continue not only the prosecutions that are underway now of Donald Trump and will still be underway, presumably, when Trump leaves office, as well as new prosecutions. So we'll You're so see that. we're so far out ahead of ourselves there. We need to talk about like, <laughs> I know. Nancy Pelosi's total gangster move last night. Oh my god, you being know like they're like, Oh, so when are you gonna put this to the Senate? She's like, I don't know. Maybe we won't. She's so great. She was so it was great yesterday. So that was icy. I mean, that was just like total like Japanese mafia cold. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, no one, I mean, I we were saying on the show like last week and week before last, gosh, it would be kind of cool if they held on to it before handing it over to this incredibly biased, prejudged Senate. I think John Dean was the first, uh, strangely enough, John Dean was the first guy to propose holding on to the articles and not sending them over to the Senate because there's no rule. Well, there's a Senate rule that says they have to be transmitted immediately over to the Senate, but the Senate can't make rules for the House. The Constitution doesn't allow the Senate to say, okay, the House has to do this this these are independent chambers of congress you can't one chamber can't screw around with the other as far as right co-equal branches of government right uh right which you know and what have we learned about nancy pelosi she is always three moves ahead she she doesn't do anything without knowing that the votes are on the board Mm. or that you know and i really i think that there's more information coming i really do yeah yeah Uh, well there's gotta be I've heard rumors and I'm hearing rumbling. I feel like that, you know, they're like, yeah, we're going to hang this up until after Christmas. Mm-hmm. You guys don't mind, right? Yeah. The Senate's like, the Senate just wants to just bury the thing in the backyard like a dead gerbil. You know, <laughs> they're just like, can we just please do this quickly? And yeah. Nancy Pelosi is like, you know, I think I'm going to walk the bay, the runner to base on this one. Right. You know, right. like I'm going to bunt. Well, she was great yesterday. And uh, overall, I, I just, I'm not afraid to say this. I am so proud of our Democratic Party. And, you know, I don't often use possessive pronouns when it comes to the party. I don't often say our party or my party or I'm a Democrat, things like that. I don't like being part of a clique, even though I am a registered Democrat, obviously. But I usually don't telegraph that, uh, specifically in my writing and maybe occasionally here on the show. But last night was special. I mean, Adam Schiff is the real deal. Nancy Pelosi played this like a champ, like the seasoned expert that she is at these things. I mean, that you don't get to be Speaker of the House of Representatives without being a pro when it comes to parliamentary procedure and having an understanding in terms of what kind of advantages your chamber has, what kind of advantages uh, you know the majority possesses, and how you can use that to muscle people like Mitch McConnell. And that's precisely what's going on right now. I am so glad that they're going to dangle this. Oh, he's going to drive them back. I would hate to have Nancy Pelosi accusing me of a crime. I know. Because she gets that crisp 
high dignity thing going yeah. where she's like, you know, and she's like, we are doing this for the dignity and the grace of our office. You know, and it's just like, I don't know, like she's, I was super, yeah, I was oh, kind yeah. of exhilarated by the whole thing. And then Hulu crashed, which is how I watch cable. <laughs> Because <laughs> so crashed. many people were trying to watch it Fuckers. all at once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it happens every time. Like, there's a huge event like that. You're trying to watch it live on Hulu, and it always crashes. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I was just thinking about it last night. I mean, this is the third time this has happened in our entire country's history, and mm-hmm. it's never going away. There's no way Trump can be unimpeached. No, you know, no. He may it's survived trial in the Senate, and you know, Clinton was able to kick the can down, you know, just shrug it off and be like, I'm going to continue my presidency. And he actually is not remembered for being impeached. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he had the but advantage I, of having that enormous boom time happening that occurred on his watch, where we kind of went from recession to this economic explosion by the end of his two terms. And so that buoyed him, that carried him through that impeachment process. On top of the fact that he always had a gigantically high favorable rating. People liked Bill Clinton by overwhelming numbers, even the people who voted against him and thought he was guilty of perjury and should have been impeached. Even those people thought, well, he personally is kind of a charismatic great guy. So that's what nobody feels that way about Donald Trump. No, no. And you know, it also occurred to me, I never did this. Donald Trump was impeached yesterday. Yeah, I forgot to play forgot to play this. If we're gonna celebrate, we gotta celebrate the fucking right way, right? Hallelujah. The motherfucker has been impeached. Okay, so um, it will be stuck to his name forever. Yeah, but I, I am not actually. I mean, I given anytime anybody in DC at this point in this particular dark, weird, absurd timeline, anytime <laughs> anybody acts too certain about the outcome of anything, yeah. I'm like, that's going to boomerang. Oh, I know. And now, you know, everyone was just like so set, like this is how it's going to go in the Senate. And, like, they're going to get away with it. They're going to do it as quickly as possible with as few witnesses and as little TV time as they can get away with mm-hmm. and then flush it yeah, like a dead goldfish. That's right. But uh, I don't think that's going to work out like they want. I just, I don't know. I think over the next few weeks, I feel like we're going to get more information. And I feel like having, like, this sort of Damocles hanging over Trump's head makes him extra crazy did you see yeah. that six page screech of a letter oh, it was god. well god like, yeah i mean that was just uh I mean, you're talking about telegraphing your guilt i mean these are the words of a profoundly guilty guy and this was a really i have many questions <laughs> okay well it was a piece it was written it was written by some guys i think from uh the council's office and Stephen Miller, and then Donald no, the council's Trump. office wanted nothing to do with it. And then Trump himself added exclamation marks. I don't know if you're aware uh, of this too. Trump went I through. I thought that was. No, I didn't know that, but I think it's yes. hilarious that, like, you know, Rachel Maddow was like, he's like a porcupine with quills. You know, he gets agitated, yeah. and pfft, out come the exclamation points. It, well, that, I mean, this is the amazing thing about all of this, David, is that he has telegraphed his guilt every step of the way, and we often lose sight of that because it's normal now. It happens all the time. So when it happens all the time, it becomes like breathing. We don't even think about it. But Donald Trump, every word out of his mouth are the words of a guilty motherfucker. And that's the case. And that was the case with that gigantic fucking crazy letter. Like, if my friend wrote that letter to their ex yeah. and showed it to me, I would be like, okay, I'm sh- I bet that, I know that was cathartic for you <laughs> and that you got it out of your system, but do not send that. They oh, yeah. They got a restraining order on you. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> right. I'm just like, what is the strategic 
thing here. I mean, do they think that they're going to scare Nancy Pelosi with big vocabulary words and exclamation points? No. They are not. This is, is about it to the base. Is it to the mass shooters? Is that who's going to supposed to read it? Like, I don't understand what the point was. I'm putting it out. This is a letter by Trump to Trump. This is about Donald Trump sucking his thumb and curling up with his whoopee. This is Donald Trump assuaging his own fears and his own sense of illegitimacy. These are two things. Donald but it Trump makes him look so weak. It does. Of course, it does. It makes him look weak and it makes him look super duper guilty. I mean, these are, again, the words of a guilty human being. Donald Trump, first of all, Donald Trump doesn't know what it means to feel guilt. What Donald Trump feels is fear, and Donald Trump feels uh, aggression. And uh, Donald Trump also feels weakness. I mean, basically, he feels all of the lizard brain things, but all the higher functioning are beyond. <laughs> this is all beyond his capabilities. You know, the things we normally look at to evaluate sentience. He doesn't have those emotions at all. Or at least if he does, he's I really he's buried think that them. the human mind has evolved over our generation. I, I really believe that, that somewhere around MTV, we learn to process information in a different way mm -hmm. as a species. Yeah. I think some of they took their cues from like Japanese TV and stuff, the way it comes flying at you and you just, everything's, you don't contextualize a lot. You don't mm -hmm. get time to. Mm -hmm. And I just think that like, there's an evolution. But you know, I, you read these studies, there was a study from Europe where there were like men who helped their partners with housework, whether those partners are male or female, yeah. have more sex. Mm -hmm. Okay, like it's just, so like that's, you know, a reward, but it also propagates more of the species, except I guess, you know, People who help each other with housework or on birth control, probably. But <laughs> right, you know right. what I'm saying. Like, I just, I really feel like Trump is like the old guard. I mean, really, it is an a, a mental evolution that society has gone through. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's a complete generational thing. We just can't believe how crass and vulgar and racist and sexist and disgusting he is. Yeah, what it is here is this is I mean, what we're looking at as far as Trump supporters is a mass delusion. This is a, an epic mass delusion on their behalf because here's how mm -hmm. it works out i mean everything about donald trump is a lie i tweeted this earlier today his teeth are a lie his hair is a lie his height's a lie his skin tone's a lie his health his record everything he says fifteen thousand plus lies in less than three years and yet his his red hats believe he's the only one telling the truth and that everyone else is lying that is a fucking mass delusion maybe the one of the worst that we have seen in the history of this country possibly going Going back to the Civil War. I mean, that's how insane this is. And we did have a lot of people who were very similar to the Red Hats during the lead up to the Civil War because they were all much like uh, what Fox News Channel is doing, much like what Donald Trump is doing with his Twitter feed. There were people called fire eaters. And what they did is they, their whole purpose was to gin up all of these fake news stories about how the slaves were going to rise up and revolt against, uh, against white Southerners and that Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln was going to lead the charge and just all of this bullshit. And that got everyone so keyed up to the point where they said, well, we have no choice but to secede. So let's all fuck it. Let's all secede. And so it's we're seeing the same kind of thing today. I don't know if it's going to lead to secession. I seriously doubt it. We solved that problem. I, well, but, how are they going to do that? Yeah. Where are they, they going to go? Because like black Georgia is full of black and brown people. Yes. Atlanta's got a black mayor. We came so close right. to electing. a. We did elect a black governor and the election was stolen yeah um so it's 
you know, I mean, if you you, you guys can have your civil war, but I mean, where are you gonna go? Yeah, well, they're not. Gonna, that's just it. They're not going to have it. You know why? The other reason they're not going to have it, on top of it being uh, immensely illegal. But the other thing is, they're just cowards. They don't want to do it because they're afraid to do it. They talk a big game. They talk about their three fifty seven magnums. They talk about getting their guns and getting their AR fifteens, and they talk about a civil war and they talk about shooting Democrats and whatever the fuck. But they don't actually intend to do well. Maybe there are a couple of them who do, obviously. But by and large, they would much rather, as I wrote in Salon the other day, they would much rather throw beer cans at their television than to throw bullets at Democrats because they are fundamentally cowards. Donald Trump is maybe the most cowardly of the most. And that's going back to impeachment. One of the things about this impeachment that is so delicious is that we know already that the, one of the things that Donald Trump fears the most is being seen as illegitimate. And what this does is it emphasizes and records for all posterity that illegitimacy. I mean, not only right. did he have to cheat in the the first time he got elected, but this next election, he's cheating in that election. So those two things alone... Uh, lend to his illegitimacy and then on top of you have him being impeached on two articles of impeachment that also makes him an illegitimate president so internally while he may be screeching and screaming at his rally crowds and, and on Twitter he's an immensely fearful man who does not want to be seen as a shoddy illegitimate president because it goes contrary to everything he believes he's got the gold LeMay or yeah. the, the, the gold LeMay apartment his apartment is entirely decked out with gold LeMay it's the gold plating and all the rest of it the gaudy nouveau riche bullshit that he wraps himself in to make him look more legitimate than he actually is but all of that facade well, that's why he's all obsessed with bloodlines and genes and calling his kid Ben yeah, and stuff. yeah that's uh, so gross. Right. Uh, well, you know, here's the other thing. I mean, going back to Nancy Pelosi, uh, talk about someone who's equal and opposite. I mean, in every way to Donald well, she Trump. She knows the first law of bullies is that they're right. all cowards. And so you march straight into there. I mean, because and this is what I was wondering about this morning. Like he wants to go toe to toe with her. I think he actually didn't any go anywhere near the House investigation purely because he's scared of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Like because every time they go face to face. She gives him a black eye. Yeah. That famous picture from the conference room where she's like, all roads with you lead back to Putin. Like, that's an iconic moment. Well, this is where Fox News Channel has fucked him up permanently because watching Fox News Channel, you think that uh, Nancy Pelosi is this weakling uh, turnkey who has no power and no fortitude whatsoever and can just be steamrolled. That's not the case. He really, he miscalculated. In fact, the entire Republican Party underestimates and miscalculates Nancy Pelosi every step of the way. And that's one of the things that makes her such an effective leader, not only when it comes to fighting the Republicans, but also keeping her own caucus together and unified. And we saw this yesterday. Remind me to never, ever irritate Nancy Pelosi. Did you see the look <laughs> that she flashed the Democrats, the Democratic side of the House chamber when someone applauded after the first article of impeachment was passed? She f no. flashed them a fucking, don't you fucking do that. I mean, just like I've seen that look coming from my dad at the dinner table when I was going to say, doesn't she have like five kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she when she, she was like telling everybody to pipe down last night. She's like, everybody were acting like a different country. She was like, we're going to do this in an orderly fashion. Don't yeah. shout at me. And I was just like, that's mom. Yeah. She's like, I will pull this press conference over and mm -hmm. I will whip your asses individually if I have to. <laughs> well, know? this is the thing. I, here's what I wanted to do yesterday. And I was doing a little bit of this. Uh, oh, this up. is what I was going to say a second ago, though. Oh, okay. Republicans. Sure. And they keep 
and they they kept bitching and moaning about the 63 million people whose votes would be overturned. I'm like, they're not about the 66 fucking million of us who didn't get the, who we voted for. Yeah, you know, you know I'm just like, oh, the poor 63 million voters. <laughs> just, fuck those people. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck, fuck them. And you know what else? We're not reversing the 2016 election. If we were reversing the 2016 election, then we would make Hillary Clinton president. But you know what ultimately happens if everything goes the way it should go in this impeachment process? Mike Pence will be president. And this is what the Republicans are saying uh, is a theft of the 2016 election ultimately. No one's right. erasing the 2016 election. All we're doing is pursuing the constitutional mandate in the face of high crimes and misdemeanors, bribery, and all the fucking rest of it. But yeah, so it was, it was like being in a parallel universe. I mean, we're yeah. watching two parallel universes intersect yesterday, like reality mm-hmm. and Republican world. Yeah. Because they would have the facts like spelled out in front of them and then they would get up and speak. As if none of that had just happened. Yeah, I know. You know, and just the, all these talking points that they have about Ukraine hacking the 2016 election. One, one old fossil from Texas. I didn't catch his name. He was horrible. <laughs> yeah. He got up there and was just like, you know. and Was it one, uh, of, one uh, of your ancestors? Uh, one of your ancestors? Like, fossil these head. damn socialists. You know, they're <laughs> pulling their, and them unborn children would like to have their pursuit happen. I'm just like, oh, God, we're bringing the unborn into this. Uh, yes, yes, we are. <laughs> like, of course we are. They were saying, uh, they I mean, can. they were saying Donald Trump uh, was being crucified. I mean, boy, were they trying to martyr Donald Trump yesterday, the Republicans. It was sad. It was pathetic to watch these guys. But, you know, I was on Twitter for most of this, obviously. And uh, what I wanted to do, uh, just as a continuing outreach to the never Trumpers is I was pegging some of my tweets off of things that Jennifer Rubin was tweeting. And of course, Jennifer Rubin is one of the top shelf never Trumpers. And she was really laying it on thick and complimenting Democratic leadership. And I wanted to emphasize that for my other never Trumper friends where, you know what, both sides have their weirdos and kooks. But you know what, the Republicans have the weirdos and kooks in leadership positions. The Democrats do not. And that was on full display for the entire fucking world, that the Democratic Party, for all of our mistakes and all of our uh, flaws, we still have some of the finest, noblest leaders in American politics. And that is something that we should be immensely proud of. That is something that we should ballyhoo. And that is something that we should defend until we are blue in the face because there is no impugning these people. Yes, they're not flawless. They sometimes screw No, but up. there was a line down the middle of the room yesterday yeah. where it was like, we have responsible grown-ups on one side. <laughs> exactly. And- Overgrown frat boys and used car salesmen on the other side. That's right, and that's and actually child molesters and yeah, ca- ca- calling them frat boys and used car salesmen is a compliment. <laughs> that's a compliment yeah. for these guys because they were acting like a bunch of uh, screeching, poop flinging monkeys, and that Basically. was yeah. I mean, they have no defense for Donald Trump. There is no defense. They canceled their press conference last night. They, you know, before, like in the middle Aww. of the Democratic press conference, they're like, Aww. never mind. <laughs> so sad that they didn't get to do their press conference. They didn't get to pollute that. Because really, like, their whole objective was, you know, to make you change the channel. They're like, we're going to be yeah. so awful that people won't pay attention. And 
Then I made myself watch and listen, which <laughs> just made me mad because I'm like, I'm not going to let them run me off. I'm not going to let them run me off. I'm not going to. I was like, no, fine. Fuck. I'm going to go listen to Buzz and Bob, <laughs> <laughs> which is the way it's done. You know, whenever you're covering one of these events, you turn down the sound on cable news and you turn up the sound of this show. That's the that's the way it's supposed to happen. Um, OK, so lots more to get to here as far as impeachment goes. We're going to uh, uh, bring back Eddie Money uh, back from the grave and we're going to talk about uh, Tiny Trump here in just a second, right? You can't let that happen to me. I know. We let, we let you get impeached, you motherfucker. Okay. Um, but before we get into all of that, I just I got to talk about here Plexiderm for the holidays, Plexiderm for the new year. We're all getting our picture taken at these holiday parties and family functions. And we don't know what the hell we look like in these pictures. I mean, you want to just grab the phone and say, hey, don't post that on Facebook. Don't post that on Instagram. I look like hell in that picture. Well, you're not going to have to worry about that problem if you're using Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. It's the easiest New Year's resolution we've ever made. All I had to do was apply this powerful serum to my problem areas, and my God, do I have a lot of problem areas. And within about 10 minutes, I was a new me. And the best part is, there's no surgery or Botox involved. It's all natural. Simply put, I'm blown away by the results. Ring in 2020 with confidence, knowing Plexiderm is going to give you smooth, younger looking skin in just a matter of minutes the best part is it goes on clear so nobody's going to know uh you're using it leave your under eye bags and wrinkles in 2019 boo with plexiderm bye-bye bags and wrinkles hello to a new me go to triplexiderm.com and use my code sexy liberal for 50 percent off plus an additional ten dollars off that's right 50 percent off plus an extra ten dollars off this offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code SEXYLIBERAL. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Shift in disguise. Let's the world wonder why. This is a quiver from Boston, Massachusetts. A song called Superheroes. Link in the description. Yeah, uh, I hope you all have enjoyed my uh, my change up here, my audible when it comes to uh, all the music here during the month of December, during the lead up to the holidays. We skipped all the Christmas music so we could play all of my favorite women musicians from the past year of uh, indie music here on the show. Yes, indeed. But we are going to play some Christmas songs tomorrow on the after party. And not just any Christmas songs. I'm talking about Christmas songs by some of our indie musicians. I think we've got Michael McDermott, CeCe Grace uh, sent me a, a, her cover of uh, uh, Santa Baby, I think it is. And uh, so we're going to play that and a whole lot more. And that'll be coming up on tomorrow's after party with me and K. John, Kimberly A. Johnson. Okay, what are we going to do next year? Uh, okay, so you heard Tuesday's show, right, T-Rex? You know about the controversy yes. with the, with the mm. Tiny Trump? Yes, yes. I, I had thought that everyone was turning against Tiny Trump. And those of you who are just now tuning in and joining us here on the show, 
Where the fuck have you been? No, I'm kidding. I started to play all the clips of Donald Trump so that no, they're not necessarily sped up. They're just pitched higher so he sounds teeny tiny. And apparently this is a really digestible way to listen to Donald Trump and a way it to makes it easier, makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we all loved it until we didn't. And so I started getting lots of angry emails saying, what the I, what? stop it with the tiny. Just don't play the tiny Trump anymore. I can't understand what he's saying. And it's getting annoying sounding. It's time to retire the bit, Bob. And so I thought, well, OK, I'll just stick tiny Trump back in his little cigar box and put some cedar chips down there at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just put him in a mason jar and don't poke any holes in the lid. <laughs> That's, see, that's even better. That's a better solution. If you want to see what that all looks like, by the way, I, I photoshopped uh, Tiny Trump living inside of a, uh, a cigar box. I put it on my <laughs> Facebook page. Funny. On my Instagram, too. But then suddenly there was this there was this backlash against the backlash, not just on Patreon, not just on Twitter. I'm getting emails. I'm getting DMs on Facebook. I'm getting messages on Instagram. This rally of support for tiny Trump has been kind of heartwarming. I get this. Uh, I got a bunch of messages here. Uh, Gen X Liana says, please bring back baby Trump. I used to play it for my coworkers at the factory. Do you know how many red hats we work with? Uh, sure. I, if, mm. if, if the red hats are actually laughing at tiny Trump, see job well done. I think we've, uh, we've done a mission accomplished yeah. there. Huh? Uh, let's see. Kyle from Albuquerque says, Bob, I for one like tiny Trump. I think it's a perfect representation of this mental midget. Uh, Heather Rao says, uh, I'm a new listener and I love tiny Trump. I'm not whining here. Just want to let you know that when you decide to bring it back, not everyone will be angry about it. I can't handle his ignorant voice. Tiny Trump is the only way I can listen to his impotent drivel. I, I love the use of impotent drivel right there. Uh, <laughs> DJB1537 commented, uh, I totally agree. Do not get rid of tiny Trump. Uh, Jason Bogart said, Bob, please sparingly bring back tiny Trump. I think it's so funny. Christopher Jones says, hashtag don't retire tiny Trump. Ted the cat on our Patreon page. Don't you dare stop the tiny Trump. I can't listen to Trump only tiny. Uh, well, let me jump in here. Okay. And say that there were some points in the broadcast last time I was on where I had a hard time understanding quite uh, me what too. he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought I just clocked it up to his like slipping lower plate, um, <laughs> you know. And God bless, yeah, stash. Um, well, but- here's here's what I determined, uh, T Rex, is that uh, Tiny Trump, when he's in a big rally crowd, is difficult to understand because there's echo, there's the sound of the crowd. He's not always mm-hmm. well mic'd. And so it gets a little bit difficult to understand. I mean, granted, there's this. You can't let that happen to me. That's at a, a rally. <laughs> but it's short, and I think it's short enough, and we've reused it enough that people understand what he's saying. But when he's, say, for example, doing one of those press availabilities, like a press gaggle in the Oval Office with some head of state sitting next to him, getting exhausted with Donald Trump's constant talking, that setting is usually mic'd up a little bit better, and you can really get a good tiny Trump sound quality from that. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll just, uh, once we get into the new year, I'll use my judgment a little bit and to kind of decide uh, which clips deserve the tiny Trump treatment and which clips don't. I think that's fair enough, right? And this is never going to go away. You can't let that happen to me. We're never going to get rid of that until I get sick of it. It's It's got almost musical quality. 
It says, I just love, I just imagine little teeny tiny Trump living in his cigar box and screaming every time there's something bad happening to him, like the whiny <laughs> diaper baby that he is. Uh, Get on your little wheel and run, little man. Okay. You know, the other thing that we have to do, because this is the last free show before the, uh, the big break, and I'm taking all of next week off, and then I think the first show back... Look at my calendar. I think the first show back is going to be January 2nd. It's going to be a Thursday show. So two weeks from today, that's when we come back from break. So uh, it's, a, it's a little bit, it's a shorter break. Usually we take two weeks, but I think I'm only going to take a week and a half this time around just because of the, uh, the fire hose of news and keeping up with that. But one of the things we do here <laughs> over the holidays, especially for new listeners, is we got into the habit of playing celebrity greetings. We heard the Yoko Ono celebrity greeting at the top of the show. We heard from Patrick Swayze before, uh, Rick Perry. We got lots of celebrity greetings. And one of the ones we always played was Eddie Money. Of course, we lost Eddie Money uh, earlier this year. So I thought, well, what, then you, you leave me in the other pants. <laughs> <laughs> I think what? Yeah, maybe we lost the money, man. <laughs> I can't find the money, man. Where's the money, man? That's right. Any money. So, uh, what I've decided to do is, uh, use my psychic medium abilities to conjure right. the ghost of Eddie money back to the show. Let's see if I can coax putting him on back my here. turban. Yeah, that's right. So the first, the key to bringing Eddie Money back to life is the first thing you got to do is snort a line of cocaine. So I'm going to do that right. Oh, I'm not going to join you in that. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, see, that's good. Now I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling like I can connect with the money man. I think this is a good start. Let's see if I can, uh, I'm rubbing my temples now. Let's see if I can do this and bring, yeah, it's rubbing, massaging my temples to see if I can, I've got my eyes closed. I'm. You look a little Focusing, sweaty, too. A little <laughs> bit of sweat. Of course, I'm I'm trying to channel the money man, and he's always sweaty. So I gotta gotta think about this here and try to make a, a psychic connection to uh, Eddie Money beyond the grave. All right, here we go. Here we go. Doing it. Oh, wait, here he comes. Here he. Oh my God! Here he comes, Eddie Money. He's the money man. That's right, Eddie Money. Wishing everybody is. a very happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year. Yay! Oh, yay! It warms the cockles of my black old heart. <laughs> oh, he's also performing for us, too. <laughs> Shit. Wait, he's zombie Eddie money. He's like a spirit. Oh, he's, he's like Slimer in Ghostbusters. He's just floating around behind me looking for a big tray of hot dogs. And, co- and, and the cocaine. Get, get, Eddie Money, get away from my goddamn cocaine. Leave my cocaine alone. No one touches my cocaine except me. Dude, Bob, nobody's going to believe. I mean, we all know you don't make enough money to do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you know what? Fact of the matter is. Well, so the, show, <clears throat> the show would be a lot better if I did cocaine. So that's, no, that's me, evidence. No, <laughs> You would think it was. You would go to your grave swearing it was the best work you'd ever done, and the residents would be like, how long before we can put him in Betty Ford, darling? <laughs> oh, shit. So, well, I hope everyone enjoyed their uh, their annual appearance by uh, Eddie Money. Um, okay, so I back like to- those ba- harps. That was good. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the harp was on a- The psychic harps. Always necessary if you're going to bring back someone from the dead. Oh, wait, what's- Mr. Money Man, that's right. Eddie, Eddie Money, God a very damn it. happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, happy and Hanukkah, everybody have and a, a safe and wonderful <laughs> new year. <laughs> a safe and wonderful new year. The, the money man, that's right, Eddie Money. Um, okay, so let's see what else here. Uh, I, I heard this today, David. Uh, the Republican leadership, and I'm not sure if uh, Biff is aware of this, but Republican leadership 
really apparently had to twist arms to keep that entire House caucus together, to keep everyone voting against the impeachment articles yesterday. This is uh, Sarah Ferris from Politico reporting. And she said, one member told me last night that House Republican leadership was, quote, twisting arms until they came out of the socket in order to get that 100% Republican vote against the impeachment articles. So the unity of the Republican Party seems to be hanging by a thread. And, uh, you know, Claire McCaskill was on MSNBC yesterday doing the uh, coverage of the uh, debate before the impeachment vote. And she said that she's heard from like a third of the Senate Republicans who said that they just don't like Donald Trump and they would rather not have to support him, but they've really got no choice. Why? Uh, Why? I don't know. Maybe it's his, is it the the red hats, his Twitter feed, uh, the votes? I I don't know what. Fucking grow some stones. You guys are supposed to be the big patriotic soldier, red-blooded, meat-eating tough guys. So fucking stand up to this overgrown con man from... (laughs) Queens in his <laughs> polyester suit with his fake hair and his like brown foundation that yeah. he gets from uh, what's his name the foreign minister Lavrov. Oh, Lavrov, yeah, that's a, the, the color of that uh, foundation makeup is Lavrov purple. That's the Crayola color. Of that. He had it on again when Lavrov came yeah. this last time. Did you see that? It's well, like and last night, last night at his rally in Battle Creek, Michigan, he was full Lavrov purple. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but oh my god, the rally last night. The actual content of the rally was kind of average. It's kind of his average rally. The the thing about last night was I I was watching the rally because I'm insane and Donald Trump's trying to kill me. So I was watching the rally last night. Bob. 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 Shut up, Mr. President. Bob. Bob. And see, that's that's the voice in my head. Uh, (laughs) So I'm watching the rally last night, and then at about 9.15... Uh, John Fugelsang calls and I, I go and I talk to John Fugelsang for 45 minutes on Sirius XM and I come back. Trump is still doing the rally. So I go off, I eat some dinner and I come back and I look at my computer again. Donald Trump is still going. In fact, I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump is still doing his Michigan rally right now as we right record now, this yeah. like, <laughs> like 24 hours later. It's uh, it was a long as fuck Donald Trump rally last night, and you know what? You know what that it's was like—a like, monkey on meth and masturbation. Yeah, well, know? almost like, literally, because he is hepped up on pseudoephedrine. That's his—I uh, think—that's his pre-rally drug of choice. Uh, I've heard so many different uh, different things. I've heard pseudoephedrine. I've heard Adderall. I've heard um, yeah, fentanyl. Fentanyl? Uh, no, no, fentanyl is heroin. <laughs> I know. It's more like fentramine. <laughs> It's oh, something that was in that it was in that dietary supplement Fin Fin before they realized it was like giving people heart attacks. And killing <laughs> oh, right, them. right, um, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, my ongoing theory is that he uses Adderall for uh, teleprompter speeches to maintain his focus on the uh, on the words, on reading the words, and then he uses Sudafed when he wants to go off prompter and go batshit, and that's usually his rallies. And uh, so that I'm choosing. What did he do? I, he talked about someone's dead husband. I didn't actually. Yes, catch yes, yes. Thing. He he went after for some reason he. He went after John and Debbie Dingle. John Dingle, we lost John Dingle, the, the famous congressman, uh, this year. And uh, John Dingle, beloved by both sides, beloved by both parties, uh, lay in state in the uh, in the rotunda of the Capitol building. Uh, it was a big fucking deal. John, and then, of course, Debbie Dingle took over, I think, the seat after John Dingle died. And Donald Trump, for some reason, while in Michigan, D- John Dingle and Debbie Dingle's home state, Trump just went off and not only 
insulted the way Debbie Dingle looks, insulted her looks. But then he also of course he did. He also said, and he would define this as a joke, as Nancy Pelosi said, cruelty is not wit. And Donald Trump joked that John Dingle was in hell now. Instead of looking down, he said, John Dingle's looking up. And here we go. This is regular Trump. I'm, war- I'm warning all of the people who prefer tiny Trump. I'm going to play regular Trump here. And then we will have tiny Trump at some point in the future. Don't worry. Here's uh, Donald Trump at his rally last night talking about Debbie and John Dingle. Debbie Dingle, that's a real beauty. Mm. Fuck you. So she calls me up like eight months ago. Her husband was here a long time. Long? But I didn't give him the B treatment. I didn't give him the C or the D. I could have. Nobody would have, you know. And I, gave- didn't, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about with regard to that. The president has nothing to do with the funeral arrangements of a member of Congress. It's not up to the president. I think he's rating like his level of sincerity and attention. <laughs> Yes, I gave her the A plus attention instead of the B plus attention or the, the D minus. That's what he seems to be saying. Oh, like right. they come in, and they're like, "We need you to take a phone call, Mr. President, from you know, and we need you to give him the A plus treatment." Okay, <laughs> which means listening. Actually, listening. Uh, yeah, it just means like you know, just say as little as possible and don't shit yourself audibly. <laughs> you know, like um. <laughs> All right, let's let's continue here because it gets worse. The A plus treatment. Yeah. Take down the flags. Why are you taking them down? Taking them down. Dingo. Oh, okay. Do this. Do that. Do that. Rotunda. Everything. I gave him the, everything. That's okay. I don't want anything for it. I don't need anything for anything. She calls That's me. Why up. you keep bringing it up? <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. This is the guy with the nuclear codes. Sleep tight, America. This guy, feel safe tonight, knowing that this guy at the drop of a hat, could just start nuking the world if he wanted to. Yeah, that's a scary thought. Merry Christmas. No, I think the, I think the military leaders would intervene. I uh, would hope that's the case, but that's kind of not how the, it works. I don't think anyone can countermand, at least legally, I don't think anyone can countermand the commander-in-chief. When he, uh, when he says, fire the nukes, they have to do it. And they've been trained. Somebody to do had it. worked out a tackle maneuver between the two of them, wasn't it? Like Mattis and Kelly. Yeah, that like is. They were like, if he starts to, you know, get the football, just grab him. Like, <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna nuke Norway, and then some people rush into the room and just tackle him to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck him. God damn it. It's the nicest thing that's ever happened. Thank you so much. John would be so thrilled. He's looking down. He'd be so thrilled. Thank you so much, sir. I said, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Maybe he's looking up. I don't know. Listen, they boo him. Uh, I don't know. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, he is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, that is like a private moment. Yep. I mean, he just, it's like an 11-year-old girl. Yes. Like, that just, like, takes her best friend's excruciating moment of grief mm-hmm. or whatever and then just, is like, makes light of it to the other kids. Yep. You know, and it's just, like, it's so... Uh, it's just so. Uh, uh, there's not even a word. It just. It's. It, he's really like it's, left it's me. It's tasteless. It's barfing. It's tacky. No. It's tacky. shitty. It's trashy. Cruel. It's completely immature. No. It's petty. It's bilious. It's adolescent. I mean, it's every single negative thing in the thesaurus you could throw at him. There's <laughs> like right. no. And yet they call him this truth teller. Yep. They think of him as. But I mean, even the crowd last night discovered their collective gag reflex. Yeah. So I, I mean, mean that's, I would say a good two thirds of those fucking red hats last night were booing. But that's. That. Disgusting. I mean, what he's doing is disgusting. Yeah. He is mocking the family of a dead man. Right, right. 
I mean, and, a, a person who spent their life in service to this country, and no you matter know, what their poli- policy orientation was. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm interrupting. No, that's okay. I was just going to say that Fox News was uh, not happy about that this morning. Fox News was actually criticizing Donald Trump. I think Maria Bartiromo said something about Trump uh, overextending himself, going way outside his, his bounds. I didn't know Donald Trump had boundaries, but I guess Fox News claims that he does. I don't know why, because we all know. <laughs> they're like, they're so far outside the normal boundaries that they're outside right. the stadium. They're like a block down the road from the stadium. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah here's, uh, a, here's a weird thing that happened yesterday. I, I noticed while Doug Collins was speaking at one point he said the word irregardless wrong um and, and i wondered out loud on twitter whether we can add that as an article of impeachment because a <laughs> public official should not be saying words like irregardless for god's sake uh, oh come on you're gonna go with that when he's actually repeating word for word talking points from the kremlin well there's that too i mean i'm not I, that's I'm not one thing i don't understand it. about the democrats in the house i mean i understand they have to be somewhat persuasive and they're trying to get some republicans yeah. to vote for the articles but i just Part of me want just is like somebody needs to get up there and just be like, "What the hell are y'all doing? Yeah, what are you thinking, really? Are you this stupid or are you this craven? Because it's one or the other. Like you either like understand that you are Putin's bitches and you just don't care. Yeah, and that you're actually like it's fine to work for the Kremlin because we like that kind of all white society uh, or whatever. But like. Or you're just like you're really do, true believers that like really do believe that the Ukrainians tried to hack the 2016 election, and you're just like your IQ is and your analytical thinking skills are slightly less than yeah. those of a flat donut tire, you know? Like, <laughs> well, see, here's the thing: I, I would love to hear that. I know you obviously you would love to hear that too. The thing is, though, that is kind of our job. Our job is to say. You guys are full of shit, and you need to holster that. Doug Collins bullshit. can't hear me. I don't know. You know, no matter how loud I scream or how close I get to this microphone, I'm pretty sure Doug Collins can't hear me now. And if he can, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> the old rules are the new rules. The new rules are the old rules. These were new. These rules were here all along. I don't know what that was. Uh, but I yeah. know exactly who that guy is. I went to high school with guys that talk. You know, like I know that guy. Oh, I know. And he like he plays a lot of golf. His dad's, you know, if he doesn't actually own the country club, he's yeah. like a big time, you know. And he's like, Ugh. yeah, I yeah, know, I, I know. There's at least one white sheet somewhere in his wardrobe that he uh, has a matching pointy hat. It's just it's that's the impression yeah. I get. I'm not saying I don't think it's. I don't know that it's true. I just kind of have a sense. I kind of. <laughs> That's just how I'm feeling the situation. Uh, this is the thing. We're not supposed to call them racists, but they've co-signed on all of Trump's racism. Oh, None sure. of them have spoken out about it or calling, you know, decent people in the Nazis. Uh, it's just uh, mm-hmm. you they all really should be, lose their jobs. Yeah, they all should yeah. be like, I mean, exiled to some anthrax island infected with boils and plagues and <laughs> anthrax locusts island, yeah yeah uh, and just like <laughs> well see they're doing that to themselves is what they're doing now and then we'll take off and nuke the site from orbit because it's the only way to be sure <laughs> um that's right shit well uh meanwhile you know moscow mitch is pissed he's pissed that nancy pelosi is withholding these articles of impeachment until he plays fair stuff i mean it's such a hard it's, that's such a cool i mean just wicked that she's just like yeah no 
Yeah, I know. You've already said that you will not be an impartial juror, and I can't in good faith hand these things over to you when you said you're not going to listen to the evidence. So yeah. we're just going to keep investigating for now. Right. And, and let and this again, just sit out there while you twist in the wind. Because this reminds me of when I was in high school and I had a D that was coming on a report card that I knew about over Christmas break. Yeah. Like, so all of Christmas was ruined because I knew that there was going to be this huge explosion when that report card came, like, two weeks after we got back to school. Mm-hmm. And I just was, like, full of dread and anxiety. And I know that's what Trump is doing right now. Yeah. He's totally sweating. He's, like, he knows there's going to be – it's going to get messy in the Senate. And maybe maybe he knows what happened to Julius Caesar in the Senate. But um, mm-hmm. I just think that he uh, – Wants this over with as quickly as possible, and this is just prolonging the torture. Yeah, and I think that's beautiful. Well, the you thing know, that the old joke about you know the massacre says hurt me, hurt me, and the real estate says ha ha no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that pisses me off, uh, one of the many things that pisses me off about the Republicans right now, the Senate Republicans, is that. They brought this on themselves. Mitch McConnell brought this on himself. He start he was meeting with the White House counsel, meeting with Trump, yeah. trying to decide how they're going to rig the goddamn trial. And then they start whining when we go, no, wait a minute, you can't do that. And they're like, well, why, exactly. are, you, why are you doing Imagine, this like, to me? Yeah, why are you hurting Imagine me? Imagine like I, I say I broke into your house, right? <laughs> and I stole your TV yeah. and your computer and you like took me to court. Mm-hmm. And the like, as every you know, the jury's been chosen. We're heading into the trial, and the jury foreman gets up in front of the judge and says, "I will be coordinating my strategy with Mr. Ferguson." Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, will, I will not be. A, you know, I, he was right to steal that TV and uh, you know, set up laptops and phones from Mr. Gonzaga, yep. and it's perfectly justifiable. And I see nothing wrong with it. So let's proceed, Your Honor. Mm. You know, uh, I know it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't, you're, I mean, you're taking an oath before God and everybody yep. in January to be an impartial juror. But it's the same. I mean, this is the party of Donald Trump. So, of course, they're going to act like Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has done nothing but whine about how unfair everyone is to him, how the press is unfair to him, how the Democrats are unfair to him. He brought this on himself. No one forced him to cheat in the next election. No one forced him to cheat in the previous election. No one forced him to be an a-hole. This is Donald Trump doing shit that makes people want to not only prosecute him, but to you know to attack him politically and there's no unfairness about this in fact it is uh still kind of lopsided i would suggest that the punishments that donald trump has received do not match the crime i think the crimes are a lot worse than what donald trump is getting donald trump is getting off easy no matter how much he whines no matter how much he shits his pants and binge eats to create a wall of fat around him to hide his insecurities i don't care what it is he deserves all of this. He has brought it's this It's total down. addict behavior, though. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. just, I see these people at meetings, mm-hmm. especially early on, when they're just like, why won't everybody leave me alone? Yeah. I'm not hurting anybody. And it's like, you stole things from my house to get money for drugs. <laughs> and they're like, I needed that. <laughs> right. That's why exactly. are you so mean to me? And it's, it's just, just like... Uh, I mean, it's like they are like, I'm just trying to do my thing. And it's like, your thing means my things go missing. <laughs> it's like, it's not okay. It is not, I can't be neutral about this. You're actively impinging upon my space. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I hear another millionaire slash billionaire whine about how the world is unfair to them, they rule the world and yet they're going, 
Why, oh why is everyone so mean? Lindsey Graham was doing that today, for God's sake. These Stop whining. Oh, these people. Um, David Frum tweeted that. I thought this was pretty good yesterday. David Frum tweeted, for once in my life, Donald Trump has got something he earned. Right? That yeah. was pretty perfect. Hey. Yeah. Uh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, there, there's still a yeah, lot but more. Don't take that statuette in the shower, okay? <laughs> we got to talk about Tulsi Gabbard right after we take a short break. Oh, okay. ba- back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Cursed today, called my name. Wrapped my heart in a burning flame. And he pulled me under like a ball and chain. Down, down, down. Seven years and 15 days. I watched him lie in a whiskey haze. That man ain't never gonna change his ways. Down, lay him down. Yeah. Lizanne not lay him down, man. One of my favorite new recording artists here we play out of the show toward the end of the year. Loving Lizanne Knott's music here. Uh, link in the description, bobseska.com slash music. If you want to submit, I've got a few weeks here to evaluate all the music that's coming in. So if you want to submit, I will be paying attention because I'm not going anywhere for vacation. I am other than my couch. <laughs> that's where I'm going for the uh, nice. holiday break, right? Uh, okay, so Tulsi Gabbard voted present yesterday, and she claimed... What the fuck? I know. It's because she claimed it was... She basically repeating the Republican talking points on the impeachment, that it was a, that it was partisanship. This is all a, an impeachment about partisanship, is what she said. I was glad to see, too, that Maisie Hirono, who's also from the Hawaii delegation, uh, but on the Senate side, said, you know what? Go fuck yourself, Tulsi. She didn't literally say that, but I, you know, I thought... Fuck them. I thought that's what <laughs> Maisie Hironio was going to say. She's going to mount a, a third-party run. You just wait. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? She, she's going to do that, and then she's going to get a uh, Fox News job. That's she's probably she getting more wire transfers from Russia than Lev. <laughs> you know? Ah, <laughs> yeah. She is just a fucking troll, and I'm so glad she... And you know she's not running for Congress again, right? She's leaving yeah, Congress. Good. And so that good. means that she is going to do she's planning something that's going to fuck over the Democrats. And so that makes me a little bit nervous. And I think ultimately, not to get too Debbie Downer about this, but the, the impeachment obviously is a, an historic victory for the rule of law, for the Constitution, for the Democratic Party, for the normals across the, the country. But at the same time, it's not the final victory we still have to trounce him in november we still have to flush the turd on november 3rd and that's going to be 
an extraordinarily uh, uh, crucial part of all of this because if he gets two terms, and remember what I was saying about illegitimacy, that he feels like he's an illegitimate president? He doesn't want to be seen as an illegitimate president. The thing that wipes away the illegitimacy is the status of having two terms. This guy has to be a one-term fluke, a one-term crank, a one-term crook. You Surely know? the people who are like having to run around and sweep up after him and do fix all his mistakes are exhausted by now. Yeah. yeah. They do, surely they don't want to do this for five more years. No. I mean, I mean the, the Trump fatigue has got to be thick. I mean, obviously, based on what we were talking about with regard to the uh, the House Republicans having to have their arms twisted until they were pulled out of the socket in order to vote for Trump. Uh, yeah, I think that they're getting sick and tired of having to routinely defend this guy, which is why it's so baffling to me that they haven't said, you know what, our job is going to be a hell of a lot easier if we just bring in Mike Pence. And I I'm so surprised that they haven't been able to embrace that yet. I guess they're just terrified of those red hats. They're just fearful. And they're getting primaried. Yeah. They're, they're worried they're going to get primaried. That, yeah. You know, that back home. Right. The folks are going to come for them. Oh, you know what? Speaking of the uh, the congressional... The people like courage, you know? <laughs> right. I don't think Mitt Romney's going to lose any votes. And I just, I just, I couldn't, I was watching it, like I said, it was like transmissions from two different universes yesterday, watching these Republicans line up mm -hmm. to like just rant and rave and beat their chests and tear their hair about how unfair all this is and how they're, you know, like there haven't been enough witnesses, but and somebody yesterday was like, but are you going to have witnesses then in the Senate if you feel like there haven't been enough witnesses? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't need any Senate witnesses. God. Well, you know, you there's, there's, there's another big victory in all of this. And this is not necessarily impeachment related. But one of the victories that we've experienced over the last 24 hours is a victory for the anti-gerrymandering effort. One of the places where it's been uh, sort of a ground zero for this uh, effort has been North Carolina. And North Carolina's Mark Meadows, one of the, I would say, one of the three or four Trumpers, one of the three or four Red Hats in the House of Representatives, has announced he is not running for re-election. He is retiring. Well, yeah, because his district disappears. Yeah. When they go to fair right. districts, like I mean, he he will not have a coalition. Like they totally stitched him together out of the crazy right wing assholes mm -hmm. in three different counties. I'm very yep. familiar with that part of North Carolina. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So because his district is going to be more fair now, as far as the voters, he's done. He's screwed. So we have to we have to say goodbye with our night ranger here to Mark Meadows, the great and awful <laughs> Mark Meadows. You know. Uh, the other thing, the other reasons he's retiring, I guess, is because uh, he might not have Donald Trump to puppeteer him after the next election. <laughs> he's going to miss not I'm having... saying there's a lot. I mean, between now and next November, there's a lot of evidence that could come out. There's a lot of health events that could happen. There could be yeah. a lot of Russian, like, trying to reel him in. And I just, you know, and his own incompetence is so blisteringly apparent. It is. I just, I, I, I... <sighs> Yeah. Your pause was Goodbye, perfect. Mark Meadows. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, don't let the doorknob hit you with it. Good Lord, split you, Senator. <laughs> That's right. Um, He's going to miss having Donald Trump's hand up his ass. That's going to be uh, too bad for Mark Meadows. No more, no more little dainty, soft hand up your ass. Uh, okay, meanwhile, um, David Gergen had a pretty stern warning uh, after yesterday's vote. He said that uh, Donald Trump is now going to try to get even. 
with uh, all the people who voted for impeachment. Uh, and, and, you know, Gergen kind of knows what he's talking about. He can be utterly insufferable sometimes. But uh, he said this president is so embittered that he's going to come out and spend the rest of his time in office getting even. And that's what uh, troubles us here as you look ahead. What kind of presidency is this now going to be? See, to me, that... That erases we passed that, that the second six part. seconds ago, yes! Mr. Gergen. Yes. Like, I mean, he's been going after anyone who speaks out against him the whole time he's been there. Right. It's like kind of like the boy who cried wolf at this point. Mm-hmm. Who is he? I mean, who's he going to go after? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, right. what's your what? name? From what? California, the head of the financial committee. Come on, help me out. Maxie Waters? Maxie Waters. Like, is he going to like, oh, he's going to go after Maxie Waters? Oh, no, he's going to go after Adam Schiff. Yeah. Is he going to go after, you know, it's like. He's going to go after John already, Dingle. Got like shitty nicknames for all of them already. Yeah, yeah. I think he thinks that, I think Gergen believes that Donald Trump is going to do, like prosecute them or something or try to have them arrested, you know, because he threatened you. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I want to say it was Monday or Tuesday of this week that Donald Trump said that uh, Adam Schiff should get the electric chair (laughs) for lying about, for basically for paraphrasing what the uh, transcript of the Zelensky call was all about. So that's worthy of the electric, worthy of capital punishment. This is Donald Trump. Donald Trump, who's got the attorney general. And surely when you're on the firing lines for this person, mm-hmm. you know, don't you at some point look over your shoulder and be like, that's a piece of shit behind me. <laughs> Maybe I should, you know, like yeah. think about who I'm, you know, who I'm gunning for here. Cause it just, it just blows me away. Cause he's so petulant mm-hmm. and the no slight is too small right. for him to just like work himself up into a full orgy of drama queen rage. about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I'm sorry that I mentioned the word orgy in any kind of sense dealing with, our president, but um, <laughs> I know that is a little gross. I don't want to imagine. Uh, sorry, a yeah. Trump orgy, and I'm sure he's had a few of those. Especially like, can you imagine Donald Trump in the uh, like late 70s, early 80s, and and then no, he, stop you, it, no, shut. Sh- 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 you throw in Jeffrey Epstein mm. in the mix, and it's just a fucking no, disaster. No, uh, the man who looks like coke sweat smells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, he's uh, Donald Trump threatened he's not going to participate in the presidential debates in the fall. He's going to run away like a coward and not debate whoever the Democrat is. I don't know if he thinks he's above it. I don't know if he thinks that... Uh, he's already said that? He's not going to do the debates? Yeah, he said uh, it's uh, the Commission on Presidential Debates stacked with Trump haters and never Trumpers. <laughs> so he's gonna, it's so unfair, so unfair. He's so lazy. He's like a teenage boy. Yeah, he is. Like, I, you know, and he probably has never washed a dish in his life. No, he hasn't maybe, done... Maybe at the military academy on, like, disciplinary measures. He got, had to wash some dishes at some point, but... Yeah. Well, you know, I've had my issues with uh, Rick Wilson over the years, but, uh, man, that guy knows how to uh, turn a phrase. And, and when he starts... When Rick Wilson starts talking about Donald Trump's soft hands, the, these hands that have never done a single day of manual labor in the entire lifespan of those hands. I love reading those tweets when he's going after how soft his hands are. If you look at little close-up photos on Google images or something like that, uh, you Google Donald Trump's hands, they're literally the, the, the same color and texture as those miniature canned hams that you get with Hickory Farms <laughs> gift packs. You know what I mean? It's, it's like they're carved out of that material. It's like that pink... That's so yeah, the pink. one thing plastic surgeons can't do anything about. <laughs> you know, if you're, like, if you're ever in a doubt, like, is that person young or they just had really good work done? You look at their hands. 
Courtney Love, ugliest hands on the planet. Like she may live to be a hundred and never have a wrinkle, yeah. but her hands look like fat white spiders. <laughs> um, you know, you know what? Who I was thinking about as I and this is not relevant to anything, but you know, who I was thinking about as I was nodding off to sleep last night is is Melania Trump and how I find her absolutely loathsome. And the, and the reason I started thinking about this first... And there are people who think she's hot. Be best. Well, And I'm like, she's no. like an automaton. I mean, she's... She's a robot. Know, nothing... She's like a droid. Yeah. 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 She, she's like one of the uh, Cylons from the uh, reboot of Battlestar Galactica, you know, the, the sci-fi channel version. Oh, you know, number six is on that series, Lucifer, and she is awesome on that and oh I is love she number six yeah number yeah. six i feel like they kind of bit it with her character when they turned into a religious fanatic like she was so <laughs> awesome in the beginning when she was just like totally evil yeah and yeah but anyway well no, I, I, melania well, trump is a robot i mean like i said before she's proof that you could do a head-to-toe botox job right right um, well what i was thinking about specifically is the fact that she legitimately got away with plagiarizing uh, uh, Michelle Obama's convention speech, and then one there was one other speech that was also plagiarized, and people a lot of people say, well, she didn't have anything to do with that. Yes, she did. She hires her staff. She is the top rung of the ladder, irrespective of how the speech actually came about. The fact is that Melania Trump, I mean, almost word for word, stolen from Michelle Obama's convention speech, and then repeated by Melania Trump as if they were her own at her own convention speech. They didn't even go for an obscure speech that no one saw. They went for the Michelle Obama convention speech that the entire world watched. It just shows you what an ignoramus the speechwriter was in yeah, terms that they yeah. were like, hmm, that's like the people who worked for Rand Paul who were taking his speeches straight off Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Word for word. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, how did these people even get out of high school? Well, it's just, it, without, it goes to the, the, the ongoing gripe that everyone is so unfair to the Trumps. And you know what? They have not received half of the comeuppance that they deserve for this shit. I mean, as evidence entered into the record, please, the plagiarized. Melania Trump speech for God's sake and, and that's one of thousands of things now I mean we're up to what 15 buying Greenland <laughs> buying Greenland I just, you know I woke up the other morning like a week and a half ago and was just like that fucker was gonna buy Greenland yeah and yeah it was it was like surely I dreamed that that was like some weird food poisoning nightmare that I had right but on no, one I mean, on, on one hand it's insane on the other hand it's fucking hilarious because we get to do this Greenland is a strategic, <laughs> a strategic place, place. <laughs> got a lot of valuable minerals got a lot of valuable minerals they got a lot of valuable minerals I don't want to predict an outcome I'm just saying the president who knows a thing or two that's the chief economic advisor to the president of the United States a thing or two I mean, you can, you can smell the martini. All those poor sons of bitches that had to go out on the Sunday shows the next day and say, yeah, this is a Larry good Larry is an economic genius. Yeah. <laughs> the sad thing is that anytime in my normal civilian life, where people, some people, like most people who know me don't even know that I do a podcast thing, and they'll say something about, you know, like their friend told me he's going to Greenland for Christmas. I was like, where are you going for Christmas? He's like, Greenland. I'm like, oh, that's a strategic place. Greenland is Got a lot strategic of that. place. <laughs> And they're just looking at me like yeah. a dog hearing a high-pitched sound, <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> some, day, some days I wish I could just carry the soundboard around with me in my day-to-day life, you know what I mean? Don't I'm, you? <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be a myth buster, but no, I do not. 
though I should. Yeah, so, like, the people ahead of you in the line at Burger King in the drive-thru, they're just like, fuck you! you I know? need to get one of our industrious <laughs> listeners to make us an app for free that has all of the uh, sounds on it. So people can have the, the my soundboard just on the, <laughs> as they go around, like at the holiday party, they just, everyone's talking, everyone's debating Trump and everything, and then suddenly someone whips out their Bob Seska show app and goes, Greenland is a strategic place. place. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Bob. They could do this Bob. That was some weird shit. God damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, where was that one? Well, that was some weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> you can't let that happen to me. I could have Jody's noise. Jody, Jody's making the one you do when you put the mistletoe over your head. <laughs> Jody's, Jody's making that noise right now at the doctor's office. Yeah, yeah. So no, I suspect she's actually making a much happier sound. Than oh that. yes, she is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for the free show for 2019. We'll see you in 2020. All new. Merry shows. Christmas, everybody. All fun and frivolity. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays. Take care of yourselves. Take care. Yes. Have a have a great one. Don't kill yourselves out there. Be safe, and we will see you uh, in 2020. Take care. Bye bye. This is the Money Man. That's right, Eddie Money. Wishing everybody a very happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year. Hey, this is Ryan Knight, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, you're going to love my podcast, Amped Up with Proud Resistor, where we dive deep into progressive issues, Trump's crimes. And we have great guests like Rosie O'Donnell, Rob Reiner, and Malcolm Nance. You're such a name dropper. Oh, you know. So come on and join us at Amped Up with Proud Resistor on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network.